As a wee young fella, I remember the E-Type Jaguar when it was still being sold right up to, I think, 1975. Of course, it has had a lasting impact on the world of style and fashion. The New York Museum of Modern Art acquired one in 1996. The press release in April 1996 said... Although the car was introduced more than 30 years ago and production ceased in 1974, the sleek, bullet-like shape of the Jaguar E-Type continues to be one of the most influential and imitated styling forms in sports car design. It was conceived by Jaguar to be the synthesis of a competition racer and an everyday use car. So how does a car company keep the image alive? Well, Ford owned Jaguar. They tried to revive the nostalgia for the classic Mark II when they released the S-Type in 1999. It was instantly recognised as a Jaguar, but only lasted 10 years, mainly because it felt a bit like a Ford. The last Jaguar F-Type sports car that we have tested with great delight have some wonderful cues from the E-Type. But there is another way to ensure that the classic E-Type maintains its presence in the culture of today and into the future. Get the factory to rebuild old ones with loving care. This is what Jaguar has done. Now, James Scrimshaw is the Manager of Product Public Affairs for Jaguar Land Rover Australia, and he joins us on the line now. Uh, James, thanks for your time. And Jaguar Classic, it, this is the first attempt where they're really uh, restoring... Jaguar cars. They've done a few old Land Rovers. Now this one's Jaguar? That's right. Yeah, thank you, David, for having me. Um, Yeah, look, really exciting time. So just as you touched on, we've uh, just shown the first reborn Jaguar E-Type at the Techno Classica event over in Essen in Germany just over the last few days. So um, this is the the first Jaguar we have shown, first E-Type Jaguar this way. It's actually the the third one has come out of this department. We also did an XKSS and a lightweight Jaguar uh, E-Type race car a little while ago. But this is the first batch of uh, Series 1 E-Types, and we're doing 10 of these, uh, and all expertly restored like no one else can. Unrivaled uh, restoration compared to what anyone else could do with these cars. Yeah, indeed. It's a pretty big team too, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and getting bigger. Um, They're they're collecting a lot of cars and trying to buy cars from all over the world at the moment, trying, trying to buy source the right uh, early Jaguars, the right early Land Rovers, and and believe it or not, some of the best vehicles in the world are coming from Australia that they're restoring, and California. Um, it's just that you know our vehicles aren't rusted and didn't drive on salt roads, so it's uh, yeah getting more and more popular. And um, Australia is one of the places they're sourcing these cars from. Uh, 130 team, a strong team of engineers, graduates, and apprentices. It's not bad, I guess. Do I get my car restored, or do you buy them, restore them, and then sell them again? Well, they're doing it in a couple of different ways. So they um, basically, whatever you would like as a customer, we will do for you. So if you would like the car that you've owned for the last 20 years restored and or part restored in a way or updated, so it was more like Series Two and had bigger brakes, all of those things we can do for you. It's all being done in the UK, so distance from Australia is a bit more of a problem than it is from the UK or Europe at the moment. We only have that workshop in the UK, but they at the moment will build you a brand new car, supply you a car, or restore your own vehicle. Or And a lot of people are just going to finding a car and then taking it in there and getting it restored by them. 
So it's um it's it's definitely developing. I love it. It keeps them as part of the family, really, doesn't it? Because in the past you tended to leave it to a range of individuals or private companies to do it. I guess what a Jaguar has is the original specifications <laughs> and all that key data needed to do it properly. Absolutely. We have all of the drawings. We have all of the part numbers. We have every dimension for every part that went in that car. We know the original suppliers and how many we ordered from them. We know what the materials were made from. A lot of people would be guessing that, but one of the the great things we have and why we can do this is we have all of the original drawings and all the original details from when we built those cars in the 40s, 50s and 60s. So it's uh, it's just a, a wonderful thing that we can do and a great idea. I guess it's not cheap. What might it cost? These ones are starting from two hundred and eighty five thousand pounds uh which which is a little bit more than a than an f type uh but these are, are quite unique vehicles and and very rare and and getting rarer as as the years get on so to a lot of people um that may be considered uh quite good value and what they really want for their car but that's that's for a full fully restored car that you're buying from us if you took a vehicle in there, it would probably be a bit less depends on what you need done to your car. Yes, of course, four hundred and seventy-three thousand Australian dollars, roughly. Yeah. But but the, the nice thing I think about that is that people are doing it not as just an investment. There's a lot, to my mind, seem to be buying cars hoping they'll appreciate. Yet I, I think that's more than you might pay for one. But but the the point about it is you're not really going for the money. You're going for the love of the car. Is that is that the feeling? Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people love to buy these cars because they you know they just love classic cars and you know classic cars are very very different you know these were created in a a time when people used to draw cars with pencil and paper and you know the cars were not built around crash design and computer design etc so you know there was a there's a lot of beauty in these cars that people are recognizing you know and also the era and the time that was sold might be something very special to the people that are buying this car they might remember the 60s 70s very very well a great time and they're very fond of buying a car from that era that was something they aspired to or maybe someone they knew or a famous movie star was driving, etc., etc. So all that all comes into it. The thing about it was it was one of the first times a really big effort was put into aerodynamics. Absolutely, it was. You know, it was from the... Um, you're talking about the E-type? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the E-type design, absolutely. From when we went from D-type to E-type, there was a lot of work done on aerodynamics in that car called the most beautiful car ever made by Enzo Ferrari at the time hmm. but yes it just absolutely it was it was um, basically a car which we we did also race but basics of that car underneath is a, a d-type race car it's what we what we built it from and um, it was a lot sleeker and uh, and better looking I, I, in my opinion than than the d-type for and this thing lasted 15 16 years on the market so hmm. time uh, was very kind to it. It stood the test of time, no question. Do you think... Absolutely. You mentioned that, as we may remember it, and as I said, as a mm-hmm. wee lad, I do remember the E-Type. Do you think it resonates with a wider range of people, including the younger generation? Do you think there are people coming up that want to tap into that time? I think so. Look, my experience, I go to a lot of Jaguar shows, a lot of Jaguar rallies, where there is a whole range of vehicles and a range of people there. There's a really good understanding amongst people from their 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond that know what the E-Type is, know the history and will tell me about the car when I walk up to it, so, which is fantastic. And but This car really did define a generation though. It was, it was just a, a, such a popular car and uh, a lot of people know. I think it was probably the most iconic sports car made, but 
my personal opinion. Oh, I think it certainly was a watershed, an overused word, I know, but certainly <laughs> a watershed. And even today, though, I think sometimes sports cars are being looked to be almost you know, a cross between a Formula One and a Batmobile. I thought the, the E-Type had very great elegance. The only thing I would add to it is to make the wheels slightly wider than when they, what they originally came in. I think it suffered a little from looking like it's sitting on very thin legs. I do agree with you. I always thought the tyres did look... Um, there was a lot more room in the guards to put some wide tyres in there, but that's still a stunning car to look at. We uh, recently drove them uh, in the UK just over a month ago. I drove a 1975 and uh, original car, and they're still beautiful to drive. Hmm. absolutely beautiful drive so i understand why people still have a have a thirst for these vehicles and are chasing them there's an element there of actually still driving them they are of the older style where you were closer to the mechanics in noise in feel perhaps a bit of vibration i'm not saying it was bad but it was much closer to the mechanics of the car than we do today absolutely i think i'll go back to the word it was an analog world and it was Everything you could feel, you could hear the gearbox, you could hear the sound, you can you could smell, you could smell burning through. It's um, it's just all the sounds and the senses were alive when you're driving a car like that. It's just a little bit different, you know. These days, everyone wants air conditioning, power steering, reverse cameras, ABS brakes, and we don't have that in the cars. But you know, it's it's not for everyone. But um, there's still a lot of people that want to own that and get out of the the type of car that they're owning with a humdrum vehicle and buy a car like this is something special so it's uh it's a, it's a great effort given the f-type i think has such beautiful cues to the original e-type is the timing of this sort of restoration most appropriate both from the image and from a marketing sense we think it's only a positive the the reborn program is creating greater awareness of jaguar of, of famous jaguars in the past it's probably bringing more awareness and, and more discussion around the Jaguar brand. And the F-Type is the, in the lineage is, is the next vehicle along here, launched five years ago now. And we only believe it's going to generate more interest and uh, ultimately increase the sales of the F-Type. I just love the little subtle things, the, the rear taillights. They're not an exact copy, but the, the clearly it's got, as I say, that cue of the design of the E-Type about it. Some may not notice it, but it can become a talking point without necessarily smacking you in the face. That is one of them. There's also, uh, if, if you have a look at the, the long bonnet and the bonnet shape, there are certain cues that Ian Cullum also tried to include you know cues from the e-type there as well so there are a lot of little things he did around the car to do that and and you know jaguar owners and jaguar club members pointed out to me often but they really appreciate the f-type and you know that's getting a real nod of approval from the jaguar owners that have owned a lot of classic cars for years so um, we're getting a we're very happy with the way it's going at the moment and the bulge over the rear wheels. I, I just Absolutely. think it's lovely. I think the F-Type is a, a glorious-looking car as well, and I think it carries on the tradition particularly well uh, and is modern in that sense. James, it's uh, great to talk to you. I do appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure, David. Thank you very much. And that's James Scrimshaw, who's the Manager of Product Public Affairs for Jaguar Land Rover Australia, talking about the fact that you can now get the factory to do a total rebirth as it were a reborn restoration of your lovely jaguar